operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we are back again better than ever. As always, I am brought by my side. Steven? Yes. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You ready to handle some Marvel Comics this podcast? If, if we must, yes. Yeah. We're still high on those wonderful DC comics that we read this week. <laughs> those wonderfully entertaining on all levels. Yes, indeed, my friend. <laughs> uh, as always, you can check us out at comicbookrevolution.com for all the news, reviews, and whatnot over there. Mm-hmm. Kevin furiously posting a review, I'm sure, as we speak. And probably, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, CB Revolution. You can check me out on Twitter, at Rock2Ks Revolution. Steven. Um, and I am at President Glover. Fantastic, my friend. Mm-hmm. This podcast, we have a selection of three Marvel comics. Fine it, selection, my friend. Fine, it's, fine it's, selection. A, it's a selection. It yeah. is a selection. We have, because I can't resist a number one issue, The Return of Wolverine, number one. Mm-hmm. We also have Avengers, number eight. Yep. And a title we have not reviewed yet on the podcast uh, we have not reviewed this title in a long time, actually, Stephen. Thor number mm-hmm. five. That's right. All right. Let's kick this one off, shall we? Uh, let's start with Avengers number eight. Sure. This issue brought to us words by Jason Aaron, art by David Marquez, colors by Justin Ponzer. We begin with your favorite Avenger and mine. Robbie Reyes (laughs) driving his Dodge Challenger across the ice on the way to the new, the new Avengers headquarters, which is the desiccated armored corpse of a celestial. Yeah. Mm, Savory. (laughs) And it is located in the North Pole, channeling their inner, uh, Aaron is channeling the inner Fortress of Solitude Mm -hmm. from Superman with this one, the sci-fi tech in the North Pole. It's fine. It's something different. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Ghost Rider enters into the fortress. It looks really neat. And here is Captain America to welcome to their new headquarters. And Cap, of course, is like, are you ready to work harder than you've ever worked before? And he's like, you bet your cap, sir. And he's like, just call me Steve. He goes, okay, sir, Steve, sir. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> And anyhow, Robbie's like, am I the only Avenger who's still in high school? And I never, I, you know, I didn't know Robbie was still in high school. I, I didn't he either. Was older than that. But yeah. there you go. He's still in high school. He's bringing the youth to the team, my friend, because everyone else is a bunch of olds. That's right. Everyone else is old. Because I imagine all the other characters to be like mid to late, mid to late 30s. Yeah. Uh, you know. The eternal thirties, yeah, right. The eternal, <laughs> the eternal thirty-five to thirty-eight that mm-hmm. like Steve and Tony and everybody else yeah. seems to live in. Carol Danvers, you mm-hmm. know, they all seem to live in that eternal thirty-five to thirty-eight range. <laughs> Doctor Strange, he seems he's a little more like late forties. Yeah, because he me. doesn't have to fight. Right, he's he eternally kinda... he's eternally late forties. Eternally forties. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, Robbie, uh, really like, wow, this is awesome. I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm totally tripping. And, he's, and, and, and they follow up on how uh, Ghost Rider transformed into a 2,000-foot-tall Ghost Rider and saved the entire world from complete annihilation from the uh, 
um, from Celestials. Uh, yes. He controlled the dead Celestial mm-hmm. to save all of them. And he's all like, yeah, you know, I guess I'm like the strongest Avenger on the team. And boom, he <laughs> nailed in the gut by a shield. And yeah. Steve Rogers like, no, you're the newest. <laughs> and he's like, everyone here has been saving the world longer than you've been potty trained. Now show me the other day wasn't a fluke. Show me you're really an Avenger. Let's go. And so they, you know, boop, 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 start their little brawl, little sparring. And then we see Thor going, ah, we're in the latrines. Thor must dispose of mead. <laughs> this is like the Minotaur's labyrinth. Curse those damn celestials. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like Aaron. I like humor, don't get me wrong. Sure. But it's like Jason Aaron's, his source material for Thor was Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> you know? Like, Thor is a joke machine, and we're just going to keep him cranking. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's uh, uh, how they write Thor is very similar to how uh, Pack and Van Lent wrote mm-hmm. The Incredible Hercules. Hercules, yeah. Which I loved. Yeah. Because it was Hercules. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gave that character that really had no real personality beforehand a nice, unique hook. Yes. I don't think Thor really needed that. No. But anyhow, uh, it it is what it is. We cut two days earlier as our team has saved the world. Yay. They're all going, woo-hoo, (laughs) woo-hoo, you know, and doing their little high-fiving each other. Yeah. And um, they got Loki all chained up, and Thor's like, you're going to pay for your crimes. And suddenly, no, he's not, because a light appears, and one of the Celestials, all the remaining Celestials, they all lift their hands up, beam Loki aboard, and Thor's like, no, he's got to stand for his crimes here. And uh, but uh, Black Panther's like, I think we don't have much of a choice in the matter. It looks like the Celestials are going to take him and deal with him on their own. Yeah. And uh, Captain America's like, what do they want now? And Carol's like, do they want someone else to go with them? I volunteer Stark. It's like the 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 the, rep- the the constant snark from Carol to Tony is weird. Given Carol was the bad guy in Civil. And, and that's not even open to interpretation, Stephen. Yeah. She was objectively the bad, mm-hmm. objectively the bad guy in Civil War Two. Yeah. The most recent big event that we had, Avengers versus Avengers. Mm-hmm. She was objectively the bad guy. She nearly got She-Hulk killed. She got uh, War Machine killed. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was objectively on the wrong side of the conflict. Yeah. Like they went out of their way to write her mm-hmm. as the villain. bad guy. She was yeah. the wrong one. Mm-hmm. So. Own your editorial decisions. Yeah. Don't pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. So if there's going to be conflict between Tony and Carol, Tony's the good guy. Yeah. I didn't write Civil War II. Marvel did. It is what it is. Maybe you shouldn't have casted uh, your golden girl in that role if you didn't want her to be like that. I'm just saying. I didn't write the story. Marvel did. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) They're in it for screenlit it. They they clearly did. So, So anyhow... Then we have the uh, progenitor. We see the progenitor, the first celestial ever to visit Earth that spawned all life on Earth, cries out of the water. And the celestials bring him out of the water. They don't want him buried anymore. They want him to stand as a beacon and symbol for all that is good for humanity. Dun, dun, dun. And the beacon of hope. Yeah, yeah. So he's now their home base. And we have uh, uh, T'Challa and Tony rolling around inside. And, I mean, you know, Tony's like, this is, this is pretty sweet. This is nice. I like this place. And, and T'Challa's like, well, it is the desiccator armored corpse of an alpha celestial who died four billion years ago. So, um, there are no real rooms. Maybe ventricles and cavities, perhaps. That is so disgusting. It just... I just... 
<laughs> way to make me look at the new Avengers headquarters like, like that. Every time I see it now, I'm going to go, I'm start dry heaving. Oh, Anyhow, oh, and like the lift that they have is the spinal lifts. <laughs> just thinking your spinal cord. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's so gross. Anyhow, we then cut to Doctor Strange running some tests on Jen Walters. And um, evidently her um, powers have skyrocketed. Her gamma counts have skyrocketed. And um, she's, uh, Doctor Strange goes, you know, you are the Hulk. You, you are the, no, no. Bruce Banner is the Hulk. I think we've already went through a lot of shenanigans to establish yeah. him as the Hulk. Yeah, he's... <laughs> this, what, what they do with, well, spoiler alert, what they do with Jen, what Aaron does with Jen is what you would classify as trying too hard. Yeah. I get we have a directive that we need to push more quote-unquote strong mm-hmm. female characters. Yeah. Fine. I got it. I, mm-hmm. I, get, I get the initiative. You're trying too hard. Bruce Banner is the Hulk. Yeah. One surefire way to get characters to not be accepted <laughs> by the general fandom mm-hmm. is to shove them down their throat the wrong way. Yeah. In a way that puts fans off. Mm-hmm. Bruce Banner's the Hulk. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. She's She-Hulk. That is also okay. Because yeah. you know how many other She-Hulks there are in the Marvel Universe? None. None. Yeah. How many other Hulks are there in the Marvel Universe? There's a couple. You got Cho as the Hulk. You got mm-hmm. Bruce Banner as the Hulk. You got the Red Hulk. Mm-hmm. You got lots of Hulks. Yeah. There's only one single solitary She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. It's okay that she's her own character. Yeah. That's what makes her unique. Mm-hmm. And I don't think putting, admitting that she's a female means that she's not quote unquote strong. Yeah. I don't get that weird. <laughs> I don't get this weird like, oh, if you make her female, there are we. It, it's weird like sexist view that people trying to promote female characters have. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's weird. She-Hulk is unique. Mm-hmm. That's what separates her from everyone else. Yeah. I'm not too sure why they're trying to push this cart sideways. <laughs> it, it, it just seems unnecessary. It's they not helping the character any. They could have done everything they had done in that scene and just left that line out and it would have been fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then they double down. Then she's like, oh, so... This sort of explosiveness I have is even more than Bruce can generate. Like, I, okay, and then I, that one, <laughs> I, I, we get it. We yeah, get it. she's the Hulk. She's even stronger than Bruce. Okay, again, you're trying too hard. Yeah, and you're doing the character no favors in doing that. Yeah, I mean, you, you just don't. You create more of a headwind than you need to. Yeah, you can achieve the same thing without those two lines. Mm-hmm. You can achieve the exact same thing. It just seems like Marvel just can't. They just don't learn. It seems like they yeah. just don't learn. Whereas DC learned from the New 52. Mm-hmm. It seems like Marvel just, they just can't get past themselves sometimes. No. I, I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's this editorial, uh, it's like this editorial ego that mm-hmm. they have Yeah. that they're incapable of fault. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing the type mm-hmm. of ego they have. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Um, the New Yorkers, what do you want them to do? <laughs> I'm a massive, massive fan of She-Hulk. I mm-hmm. adore the character. She is hands down, for me personally, she is my favorite female Marvel character, hmm. bar none. So oh. this is coming from a fan of the character. Mm-hmm. Okay, Now I can imagine other fans who aren't really a fan of her character might be like, ugh. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I get it. So Yeah, I mean, at least she's back to being intelligent. 
Oh, oh God, amen to that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, and the stuff that they're showing, like Ugh. she's like apparently discharging gamma energy. Correct. That's that's kind of interesting. That's if they had neat. said explosiveness in that context, like yeah. she's literally leaking, leaking energy. energy, then that would have worked. But you know, it just seems like another way to try to. Oh well, no, she's she's the Hulk. She's the one. It's like, well, right. no, the Hulk has his own title. Right, and then she ends it with <laughs> end the scene with like you know these new powers from the she has these new powerful that these new powers are from the celestials mm-hmm. that he she's a living gamma bomb and they don't know what's happening when she explodes next and Doctor Strange kind of wants her on the sidelines and she's like I'm not being on the sidelines these new powers are a gift not a curse yeah um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with the Avengers now more than ever and um, you better believe they're gonna get the biggest and baddest damn Hulk the world's ever seen again you d- stop. You, you got three lines. You don't need to push the cart sideways. There's different ways to do this. Jen can say that line and just say, look, yeah. I'm going to be the biggest, baddest ass kicker on the planet. Like, She-Hulk can say that. Yeah. People are going to realize that She-Hulk is the biggest, baddest powerhouse on the planet. Mm-hmm. See how see how that works? It conveys yeah. the same thing. I, I mean, I wouldn't have minded her saying that if it was just that one line, because that's because right. it shows that she's, you know, that's the confidence that She Hulk right. has. That she, I think she would say she something would. like that, but combined with the other two lines, it's like, yeah, cut out the other two, leave that, yeah, have her be She Hulk. That mm-hmm. would you could sell that line, yeah, if she's She Hulk, you could sell it. Oh, it yeah. works with the character because she's super confident. Mm-hmm. She's always been that way. That's right. Um. So anyhow, I do at least. You're getting my She-Hulk back to where she's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. I like smart Jen Walters. Mm-hmm. I like confident She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I like sexy looking She-Hulk. I think she even says that she's that she's a smart, sexy lawyer. I'm yeah, like, she well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. So, um, you know, it's 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 I don't know. It's it's the She-Hulk. It's they getting her closer to where I want her to be. Yeah. I just wish they didn't. I they, feel like they're creating a little unnecessary headwind for a character I really like. Yeah. Anyhow, at this point, <laughs> Thor shows up, and again, he's just a but um bumpsh guy. He's like, oh, where's the lavatory? Where's the lavatory? Where's the lavatory? <laughs> I might have to pee in the bushes. You know? Yeah. Okay, and she holds like, I'll come with you. Um, she, oh, she says, uh, come with me, big guy. There's a bathroom in my quarters. And he's hmm. like, your quarters? Oh, yes. We'll go to, we'll go to the, your quarters for the, merely for the purpose of relieving myself. I mean, in a purely biological sense, of course. And then she's like, oh, good, no gods can blush. Like, oh, I don't. It's like, Thor is the joke machine of the team, which is not how I've ever envisioned yeah. this character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't mind. Don't get me wrong. Some humor is fine. But oh, sure. Yeah. And I don't mind the pairing of She-Hulk with Thor either. Yes. That's actually is a very logical. She-Hulk is absolutely mm-hmm. the kind of character that Thor would like. Yeah. He's, she is his kind of woman. Mm-hmm. Big Norse goddess. You know, that's yeah. what Thor's going to like, right? <laughs> yep. So she's the right kind of woman for him, and he's clearly the right kind of guy for her, mm-hmm. right? Like, who else is going to be ballsy enough to date a She-Hulk Thor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it makes sense. I just poor Thor is more than a joke machine. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, we then cut to um, uh, Captain... Um, I'm oh, sorry, Doctor Strange telling uh, T'Challa that, hey, I'm going to go back to my sancti- Sanctum Santorum. I'm basically just going to be a uh, backup for you guys. You need me, you come get me. Mm-hmm. And they create a little portal in the Avengers headquarters where they can directly just bloop, bloop, right there to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. Get them if they need them. Fine with that. Then we cut to Carol with Tony and, oh, snap. Steven. Oh, boy. Oh, no. There we go. 
Oh no. Well, okay. Nope. 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 Well, that. David Marquez. Boy, you. Yeah. Listen, my friend. Mm-hmm. You're. He's on thin ice. <laughs> he's on <laughs> really thin ice because <laughs> he draws Carol. Mm-hmm. Ooh. She looks feminine. Oh no. She's got. <laughs> she's Stephen. She's got long hair. Mm-hmm. And curves. Oh, oh what? No. He doesn't. He know she's got to have the real butch short hair and kind of be. Built little, you know, like a linebacker. Does he not? Did he not get the memo? I, just, I guess he did didn't he get the memo. How, how could he not get oh. that? I got the memo. Ooh, Marquez being really cheeky there. Mm-hmm. Being cheeky. I'm wondering, Stephen, if you're going to slowly see if Captain Marvel the movie is a success, like everything else that Marvel does. It's got to mm-hmm. be all about Marvel Studios. I'm wondering if the comic book version, comic book version of Carol Danvers, suddenly becomes like a Brie Larson. Probably. I mean, they're already beginning the transformation now. Yeah. I mean, I, she's it, got it, the long hair back. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, have a, I have a feeling that the movie does mm-hmm. well. It's going to do well. Of course, it's going to do well. It's a Marvel oh, Studios yeah. movie. They all do well for crying yeah. loud. Okay. It's going to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling. I have a feeling, Stephen. Yes, what you're going to see. Yeah. Her character's going to be more like Brie Larson's character. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what? That's the trails fine look me. good. The trails look good to me, so I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That's fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, uh, Jason Aaron writes Carol's dialogue like she was a drunk redneck truck. <laughs> I mean, it is rid- again. It, it, you're trying too hard. Yeah. I, I get it. Carol's Carol's a badass. I get it. She doesn't need to dr- talk like a drunk <laughs> redneck truck driver. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can be a strong character without being a redneck truck driver, can't you? I mean, her dialogue is just like. Tony's like, um, you know what? We should, uh, we butt heads with each other, but we, you know, we, we save the world. We keep each other in line. And she's like, you saying you want me here to tell you when I think you're full of crap shit? You sure about that? Because I expect you will happen all quite often. It's like, okay, Yosemite Sam, settle down. <laughs> Set, and he's like, no, I, I think, I think you're, Tony is like, no, we need you. You're, you're a huge help. We all need to know. When we're full of crap. And she's like, I won't be a backup dancer for the big three. Everyone gets your voice. And it's like, we got it. We got it. It's like Aaron really was trying too hard mm-hmm. with what he was trying to do with this issue. And then, of course, yeah, they shake hands. And then Tony's like, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Carol's like, what's that? The sexual tension that's clearly been smoldering between the two of us since. And then you see like a big hole in the wall. And she's walking away. And Tony's like on the ground going, hey. What do you know? They do have a hot tub in here. I just, I, again, Tony was the good guy. Mm-hmm. Carol was the bad guy in Civil War Two. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Tony is, no doubt, has always been a Playboy millionaire. Yeah. But he's never been this. Mm-hmm. This kind of like creepy, like, hey, <laughs> just it, 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 again it. It's too much. It's it's too much. Yeah. You're playing for a gag and it just it it he's that's not his character. He's never been this creeper lech. Yeah. I don't know where that's come from. Is he sexual? No doubt. Yeah. Is he suave ladies man? No doubt. Mm-hmm. That's not a suave ladies man move. No. At all. You know what I mean? It's just like uh, it just mm. Mm-hmm. Little things like that, and they all add up by the end of the issue. We're just like, yeah, this could have been so much better if mm-hmm. just a few little things had been tweaked, just tiny little things been tweaked. Yeah, 
Um, and then we cut back to somewhere in the, the ocean, uh, the other end of the world, in the Southern Ocean, near the South Pole. Some Atlanteans hop aboard a, a ship. And the soldiers in the ship attack the Atlanteans. Then we cut back to Avengers headquarters, and we learn that guess who has been elected as the uh, chairperson for the Avengers? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me guess. I just want want to play this game. Um, Did this person have a successful movie? Yes. Um, Is this person um, a diverse character? Yes. Um... Is this person? Hmm, is it Roundhouse? It is. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? <laughs> what up, guys? So uh, the unanimous vote was uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That means Black Panther voted for himself. Yeah. What kind of dick votes for himself? <laughs> <laughs> he votes for himself. Who does that? Who does that? We well, come on, really? Well, and by the way, this is possibly the worst choice as the leader for the team. He's a king. He has a full time job running an entire country. Yeah, and he even oh, says he that. He even says it, dude. If like your king announced, "Hey, I'm also going to run the super team over here," the people would go insane. They'd say, uh, "Yeah, no, your job is king. You should be here running our country." It'd be like, uh, it'd be like having a president that you elect, and then he goes. I'm glad you like me, president. But on the side, I'm gonna run Apple computers. Okay, <laughs> you're like, no, dumbass. We just elected you. You get this is your full time job. Yeah, being a king is a full time job. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't take the position. No, he wouldn't accept it because he would know I can't do that. I am a king. I have a full time job. I cannot take this job. Yeah, I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. He would. It's, it's makes no. It lacks internal logic for the character to accept the job. Yeah. And second of all, you then can't have. Then he has like, oh, he's got all of his Wakandan uh, workers in the facility. And it's like, well, then is Avengers going to be, it's supposed to be unaffiliated with the government. Well, Mm -hmm. it's hard to say. The reason why they they were unaffiliated with the United States of America is because they didn't have the president of America as the head of the Avengers. Right. It's hard to say you're not affiliated with a country when the king of a country is yeah. your chairperson. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. So it lacks logic for him to take it and or for them to for him to for them to want him to take the position. It makes no sense. Yeah. What would have made a better choice. You can't use Robbie Reyes because he's an idiot. Um, yeah. Carol Danvers. I mean, how did they miss this obvious how did they miss this? It, it's a no it, it, it again, it astounds me that Marvel doesn't take the easy decisions that are right there on a golden platter mm-hmm. that achieve their goals, but in a way that doesn't push the cart sideways and piss off fans. Yeah. It. This is it right here. Mm-hmm. You make Carol the chairperson. Don't yep. write her like a redneck drunk <laughs> trucker. Okay. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. She's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Write her. Very much like you write. It's, this is not hard. Writer like you write James Rhodes. Yeah. A high-ranking military guy. Mm-hmm. Class act, no-nonsense, yeah. good soldier. Mm-hmm. That's how you write her. Writer like you write James Rhodes. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of character that everyone admires. Yeah. It's an admirable type of character. Writer like that, and then you make her the leader of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Now you have put her into a position of importance and authority. And you write her character classy, mm-hmm. 
like a smart, good soldier. Boom. And you're not pushing the cart sideways. Yeah. By having her, you know, lead some team of all women superheroes that nobody understands exists. Why they exist. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not hard. Yeah. I, they, they miss on this obvious opportunity. I would have totally made Carol the leader of the team. I don't, I, I'm shocked they didn't do that. Yeah. I, I'd agree. I'm, I'm legitimately shocked. Mm-hmm. It would have been, a per- and she's led the mighty Avengers. Yeah. Before. That's right. In the past, I mean, it just, I, I, I was stunned, Stephen. I was <laughs> stunned by this decision. I was. Yeah. Anyhow, mm-hmm. um, we have them in the meeting room. They announced that Doctor Strange is going to be backup only, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. He works best. Sure. He, he works best in that role, Stephen. He, yeah. he should only be there when they need the magic caster. Yeah. And then we cut back to that ship where the Atlanteans attacked, and we see they're all strung up and hung off the side of the ship. Yeah, and it's um, a it's a Roxxon ship, so they're yes. they're prone to do some dick things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the Roxxon soldiers like, yeah, we killed them fish people. Brr. And then suddenly a giant octopus attacks them, mm-hmm. and stripper Namer shows up <laughs> in a stripper outfit. <laughs> I mean, I, this is a stripper outfit, Stephen. Yeah, that's a stripper outfit all day. Yeah, um, he shows up in a stripper outfit, and uh, that's I mean that's a costume that Cosmic Boy from the nineteen seventies wouldn't have worn. <laughs> And his alpha was pretty stripper. And he, yeah. uh, Namor's like, I'm going to take you down to the depths of the water where no one will hear you scream. So does Namor now talk to the animals? I, as far as I know, no. But I don't know. Maybe he had some Pet in octopus. his Atlantis, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Steven Avengers 8, what do you think? Um, well, I... Mm, I want an it's, outfit like Namor. What? I want an outfit like Namor. I'm going to wear that around the house. Oh, My God. wife will love it. <laughs> okay, well, as long as you don't wear it while you're podcasting, then it'll be all right. Um, the it's because obviously it's hard. It's hard not to compare the you know the Avengers and the Justice League titles because they're the big they're the big titles. They have all the big heroes and stuff like that. And while. Um, Scott Snyder's Justice League has been very, um, a very much superhero book, but like a uh, high concept. There's real like huge danger, and um, they you know they're facing things they don't understand. There's all parts of the DC universe that are coming out that we didn't know about. Um, the Avengers has been, um, they've had elements of that, like the yeah. stuff with the Celestials and all that, mm-hmm. and the the Avengers in the past. Um, it's, I'm not going to say it hasn't been fun because, you know, I'd say a a decent amount have been fun. Um, but it's just, it's just that there's such a clear difference, like mark market difference between like just the quality of the writing. I think absolutely. Snyder is writing circles around Aaron. It's not even close. I don't think. Yeah. It's, (laughs) and it's like, I, it's, it's frustrating because I know that he's capable of doing better than this. And Aaron's a weird writer for me. He he's like yeah. he's weird. It's it's like he'll roll out an issue that is incredibly entertaining and well done, yeah, and then follow up with one that is just cheesy schlock. Yeah, it's amazing how hot yeah. and cold it is. And he and he's done that on this title. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like he's a different writer. Yeah, it's I'd, crazy. 
I just I don't I don't know. I mean, he'll write some stuff like some of his issues of Thor that are just legitimately really good, yes. like really great, and yes. then I and then roll out just just it is it it it's incredible cheesy schlock. It, that's a known yeah. way to describe it. It's mm-hmm. just you're just like, where did this come from? Yeah, and I mean. It's not. It's not like it's it's terrible or anything. It's just no, like make you run. It's not Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Nothing is. No. God bless Teen Titans. <laughs> God bless that little title. Yes. <laughs> we're we're rooting for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um. It's just like you know. I don't know. I mean. Uh, I mean, we've we've seen worse from the Avengers for sure. And I just I really wanted this to be really good. I wanted to have a Justice League title that was great and an Avengers title that was great, and I could like both, and it would be amazing and perfect. And you know, if there was a Marvel title that I could hand to people, I wanted it to be the Avengers because it's the premier team. Yes, their movies are making all the money, mm-hmm. and I want to hand them a con- look. Oh, so if you like that movie, you like this comic book. I don't. I don't think I could do that. Agreed. Um, I I will say I didn't hate Robbie Reyes as much in this one because he's barely in it. Yeah, he's barely in it. And he gets hit and he gets hit in the ch- in the stomach by Captain America's shield, which I'm like, right? Yes, this is about thank the best you. issue for Robbie Reyes so far. It really is, <laughs> and, and just in anything, it is in any title, it is. Um, and it and, kills me because you know I want more Latin characters. Yeah, it kills me. Yeah, we we finally get one. And it's like, damn, this is the one you give it. Really? Yeah. Wait, really? This really sucks. So, so, so uh, you know, uh, black readers get Black Panther, awesome. Yeah. Female readers get She Hulk, mm-hmm. and we get Robbie Reyes. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dang! Got the short end of that stick. I mean, it's not really like there was a lot to choose from. So yeah, Marvel doesn't really have much in the way of Latin characters. No. I mean, they have some. They all suck. <laughs> it's, it stinks, man. It's like they put no effort, put forth no effort. I mean, they got to put Sunspot in there. Yeah, Sunspot's not bad. Maybe yeah. he's the best. You know who? Um. Yeah, no, I can't think. Think about Flamebird back in there. Oh God, no. <laughs> See, that's it's a bad, it's a bad selection, David. It's a bad selection, man. Marvel has not done any favors for Hispanic characters. Yeah, Pickens are slim. That's true. Let me say, I was gonna say, well, Asian character. Well, they get Shang Chi, and he's cool. So. He's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I I didn't hate Rob. Yeah, good job. I didn't hate Robbie Reyes. Yes, that's a big thumbs up there. Big thumbs up. Um, if we just have him appear. Only for two pages and get hit by a Captain America shield in every issue, I'd be okay with him being on the team. That's just that's the running gag. <laughs> <laughs> he, he appears only for two pages every issue and bang gets hit by bang. the shield. <laughs> Please make that happen. Yes, and um, I mean though I I mean it, it just just showing the nature of this title when he made the giant celestial the giant ghost rider. I'm sorry, I thought that was kind of cool. It was cool. And I was like, okay, well, hey, you are worth something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But in that, but that's kind of the. That's kind of what I I wanted more from. If you're not going to give me something like Justice League, give me something that's really big and grand right. and awesome. Yes. And this is a the, ironically, it's another talky issue where yep. almost nothing happens, and yep. it's just the the difference is so is so telling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, the yeah. biggest difference I think with it when you're comparing it to Justice League, and I think that's 
I think that's the logical comparison. They're both the two, you know, DC's number one team versus Marvel's number one team. They're both are in the mid. We're in the midst of telling a grand cosmic tale. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a fair comparison to make. Yeah, uh, I think, and, and they're both reestablishing both franchises too. Yes. Um, I think the biggest difference, and you touched on it exactly, Stephen. I think you put your finger right on the biggest difference, and it's character work. Yeah. The character worker on Justice League has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's just been phenomenal. Snyder and Tinian have been incredible with their character work. The character work here in Avengers has been pedestrian at best. Yeah. It's been pedestrian at best. It's just mm-hmm. none of the characters are very well fleshed out. They're all, again, it's kind of like when we we're talking about Teen Titans in the earlier podcast. Everyone here is more of a caricature than a character. Yeah. Thor is a punchline. He's just a walking joke machine. That's all he is. That's all he is. Yeah, like that joke, like when I first saw that joke, I thought it was funny, but then it right. came back. Right. I'm like, it kept coming uh, back. Like, okay. On. Is this the running theme of the issue? Right. Where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? <laughs> that's the running theme for the whole that, that's Thor's whole point of this issue is where's the bathroom? And then you have Tony Stark, which is basically he's just a caricature of, uh, you know, of just a Kuchan. Yeah. That's all. He's a character. And Carol is just a character of a drunk redneck truck driver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve Rogers is just bland. He's bland. Yeah, he's bland. And uh, I mean that kind of fits more his personality. It does. Though, but is I hate to say it is just like Captain America. He's bland as well. Yeah, he's totally bland. Mm-hmm. And She-Hulk, unfortunately. I think we're seeing signs of maybe she finally getting her own unique personality rather than just being a knockoff, a Hulk knockoff. Yeah. We're finally seeing some. So it's just very, the character is very weak. Yeah. The character is very, and, and Robbie Reyes has zero personality. <laughs> zero personality. He's, al- he's always been afflicted with that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so and that thing is that the a huge difference is no character work in Avengers and the depth of the stories. Yeah. Justice League is so far more complex and mm-hmm. deep and nuanced. Yeah. The plotting is so superior, it's not even funny. The story on Avengers is much more on the surface. You're getting a much more shallow story. Mm-hmm. And it's not as densely and meticulously plotted of a story either. Right. And you don't really know what 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 are we what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? You know what I mean? You're just kind of just kind of just going from one generic conflict to the next. I don't know. Yeah. Now, the next one is going to be Namor. It just Namor attacking the surface world. Again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just versus the story that you get in over on Justice League. Mm-hmm. So complex, so multifaceted, yeah. so engrossing. Just on a different level. Yeah, just it's a like, different level. And I'll say, I mean, sure, we've seen, you know, universe ending, whatever, is a billion times, but it's the way that it's done mm-hmm. that makes it unique and yep. interesting. Yep. And it, you know, it doesn't, Avengers doesn't have to be that. It just nope. needs to be entertaining and yeah. fun. Like, I mean, because this is a perfect comparison back in the 90s when, um, Grant Morrison had Justice League and uh, Kurt Busiek had Avengers. They were completely different, but they were still really good because mm-hmm. they did what they like. Kurt, like, um, comic books are a soap opera, and uh, that's what Avengers was. But it was a really good one. Thank you. So you really cared about the stuff that was going on with the care, like Carol Danvers and mm-hmm. her and her her alcoholism and mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. 
and the the stuff with the media and triathlon. And I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. While Grant Morrison had all the really cool, um, crazy um, cosmic stuff, mm-hmm. like kind of what they have right now. And I mean, I think Avengers, like the way they've added to the past, the way that the Justice League has and expanding like the history of the universe. And so I think that's, I think that's been, I think it's been all right. Like the stuff, the Celestials I really like, but it's like, I don't, it's other than that. I'm like, so what else, what are we getting here? Mm-hmm. And not everything has to grow the universe or whatever, but I'd like something just, just give me something that's at least somewhat entertaining or interesting or preferably both. And I'm not getting that. Yep. I agree. What's, what drives me nuts, Stephen, is we're. I feel like it's just like two hands just barely missing each other. We're yeah. So cl- I feel like just a few tweaks here and there. This could be such a better title. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what makes it so. It's one thing if it's just objectively horrible and you're so off the mark, like Teen Titans. <laughs> you just can't. You know, there's no fixing this. This is so close. You're like, it, that's what irritates you more. Is like you're so close to having a really good, just a few yeah. changes here and there. And I mean, because honestly, Stephen, the roster. This roster is basically my dream roster for an Avengers title. Yeah. Before, I've always loved Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that every Avengers roster, period, end of story, has to have Captain America, Iron Man, and yeah, Thor. On. And Marvel. And Strange, I mean the real yeah. ones, not like the imitation ones. I'm talking sure. Steve, Tony, and Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've always She Hulk, easily my favorite female character in Marvel Universe. Sure. Love her being in the roster. Carol Danvers was my second favorite. She and She-Hulk were practically tied for number one for my favorite female characters before they just... Just totally... Just crap their pants with them, yeah. totally shit the bed with her character when when they made her Captain Marvel and just made her a character I didn't recognize anymore. I loved, loved... I mean, seriously, Carol Danvers, She-Hulk, on my two favorite Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. And Robbie Race is the only one that wouldn't be on my dream roster. But uh, sure. I, can, I can tolerate that, yeah. Because the fact is, the rest of them—that's my dream roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just a few tweaks, you can get it to me. Don't all you get? Don't make Thor a joke machine. Yeah. I don't mind a little humor. Don't make him a joke machine. Yeah. Easy fix. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Yes, he's smarmy. Mm-hmm. He's not some weird, creepy lech. Stop yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Little tweak. Yeah. Carol Danvers. She's looking like Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Finally, in this issue, yeah, just 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 tweak her, just tweak the dialogue a little bit. Yeah, she's always been a no nonsense, take charge, punch you in the face character. I know people people I don't think ever read Miss Marvel comics, even though she had that costume, the character was not girly no. at all. She was always a very tough, hard nosed, punch you in the face character, mm-hmm. even though she wore that sweet ass bikini costume. <laughs> okay, so I think people just see the who, who have, I think it's people who have never read. Her before, right? Just go well. That comic before with it, based on her her, her looks. Mm-hmm. No, no, she, that was not her character. Yeah. She was absolutely hard nosed, badass character. Yeah, um, more prone to fight you than to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just tweak her character, just, just a little tweak in the dialogue, less drunk trucker. Yeah, right. Just, but it's a small change, Stephen. Yeah, same thing with She Hulk. Oh yeah, just, just She Hulk. Just tweak, just a slight tweak back yeah. to normal. You have. A wonderful roster. Mm-hmm. A wonderful roster here. Yeah. I mean, I adore, with the exception of Robbie Reyes, <laughs> I adore the roster. It's a great selection of characters. Yeah. And this could be an awesome read. This could be mm-hmm. an awesome read. 
it's just frustrating that they're so close. Yeah, and that's I mean I think maybe maybe the fact that D, that Scott Snyder does have James Tenney in writing some of these maybe they maybe they read each other's scripts and like hey you know well maybe not that one or maybe tighten this up a little bit and yeah and maybe you know they and Joshua Williamson they're the Justice League writers so they work on they probably work on stuff together mm-hmm. and coordinate uh, maybe maybe they just need somebody else with them but then again Charles Soul d- yeah to get yeah, that yeah because i was gonna say well who could they get and i was like well there's only one answer mm-hmm. seriously i think it maybe maybe just just uh, blech, jason aaron needs a tag team partner like snyder has with tinian yeah and that's maybe it'd help him uh, and maybe it would and there's you know i don't know there's no shame in that there's i don't think that it's the team top a lot of characters yeah sometimes you need a little help yeah i'm i'm totally fine with that yeah um what do you think of the artwork um, I like the artwork fine. It was um it's not a, uh, it's not McGinnis, right? No, this is uh David, uh, Marquez. David Marquez, that's right. Okay. So I noticed I mean it's obviously not McGinnis, which I, I love his artwork, but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I really like this stuff too. I mean mm-hmm. yeah, there's not much happening, but I still yeah. you know, the it it, it kind of it pops out at you. Mm-hmm. Like I found myself looking more at it <laughs> than yes. reading it after yes. a while. Yes. Um, I like the way everybody looks. I like the I like the new base. I know that you don't like the descriptors of it, but the descriptors were gross. <laughs> it's a cool base. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a cool base. I like the idea. I like the base. It was just the descriptions. Sure. I was just like, Bleh. yeah. So that's a little weird, but I do like that. And you know, and maybe that was part of the the issue as well. You know, show the new headquarters. There's always an issue like that. This is you know, so. what? I, I have no problem with it. This issue is very slow, and sure. nothing really happens. But you know, I I love pause issues. After a big event, yeah, a big story arc, and I'm talking like a big, you know, five, six, seven issue story arc, yeah, eight issue story arc, where you stop and go, okay, let's give the chance for everyone to <gasps> take a breath and yeah. do a little character work, mm-hmm. you know, bring everyone up to speed on where each character is, yeah, maybe do a little world building with the facilities. Legion superheroes used under Paul Levitt to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. You would have a massive story arc. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be followed up by one or two issues where almost nothing happened. Yeah. And we just focused on character work. How did the how are the different characters reacting from the big event that just concluded? Mm-hmm. How are the different characters now beginning to move on to the next story arc coming up? You always get that really cool character driven, slow paced. Here's the new facility that Brain Act Five just gave us. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Just where you just you, you hit the everyone kind of just whoo, grab your breath. Yeah, take a breath. How did this how did this big story arc just impact everybody mm-hmm. had it maybe change their personality their viewpoint yeah and then okay whew, next story arc i like that so i'm okay with that yeah but the thing is but it wasn't um, very fun no and the thing is we had a pause issue last issue when it was the yeah, good point the the good the, point. the the original ghost rider no, a character right, that right. we know is dead yeah. because all the original avengers died we did we saw that right which and I mean I thought he did a better job on that than he did. I agree. On this issue, no, so. I agree. No, that's a very fair, very fair criticism. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I really like David Marquez's art. Yeah, me too. I think his art looked great. Captain America looks like when you first see him, very dramatic. Yeah, I love the way he <laughs> looks. Um, I like the way I think he draws a good Robbie Reyes. Actually, Robbie looks good. He looks youthful. He looks kind of like the punk kid that he's supposed to be. I liked yeah. it. Um, uh, his Thor looks 
fantastic. <laughs> I mean, Thor just looks awesome. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, She Hulk looks fantastic as always. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm gonna give a big thumbs up whenever Carol is actually drawn like Carol. Yeah. So big thumbs up there as well. <laughs> so there's a lot to like. The art was really nice. Oh yeah. Really nice artwork. Um, it's a gorgeous issue. Yes. How yeah. would you grade out Avengers eight? Um, I mean, like you said, it's so close in so many places, but the fact of the matter is it's close, but, um, it's not quite there. So I'm going to give the writing, it's not offensive per se. (laughs) So I'm going to give the writing a six Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give the art an eight. I really like the art. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I will go, um. Shade bit off from you. Sure. I'll give the writing five Night Girls out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's just dead in the middle to me. Not bad, yeah. not great, just dead in the middle. Sure. And the art, I'm going to go sh- tad bit higher. I'm going to go nine Night Girls out of ten. Okay. I really like Marquez art. Yeah. Really like it. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. Uh, Thor number five. This Thor number five. This was brought to us Jason Aaron again. Yes. Uh, the artist, Christian Ward. Mm-hmm. And essentially, we get the flashback scene of Thor and Wolverine drinking beer together <laughs> in a bar. Yeah. And they're talking about how they've lived, they both lived forever. Yeah. And the difference is Thor's a god. So his brain is designed to be immortal. Yeah. Logan's a human. His brain is designed to die in a hundred years. Yeah. So the effects of time screws with Logan's brain more mm-hmm. than it does Thor, which yep. I thought, Stephen, was really cool. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> again, bad Aaron, good Aaron. Yeah. This is good Aaron. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a really, and, and it, he did it in a subtle way. He never outwardly yeah. said, human brain can't help me. He just let the reader arrive in that own conclusion. He just, mm-hmm. he showed us, didn't tell us. Yes. But I thought it was really cool. You could just say, yeah, time doesn't affect a god the way it does a mortal. Mm-hmm. And that's why Wolverine being, quote unquote, immortal, screws yeah. with him way more than it would Thor. Yeah. But that was really well mm-hmm. done. And it plays mm-hmm. out well when you come to the Yeah, the later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good writing. Yes. And then, of course, some bad guys bust in there to, to rob the bar. And then uh, they're like, uh-oh, we picked the wrong bar. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thor and Wolverine decide to kick some butt. Yep. I like how Thor's like, please do fight back with all possible vigor. <laughs> <laughs> See, there is good Aaron. Good Aaron. Yeah. Good Aaron. And then they flash forward to the present storyline, the present day of the storyline, which is actually really far in the future yes right when grandfather thor yeah king and thor king thor yeah and he's got his granddaughters mm-hmm. and they brought back earth because mm-hmm. like the whole universe is getting destroyed it's all dying earth yeah. got killed everything is being destroyed the whole universe is dying mm-hmm. and so thor is trying to fight back he recreates earth mm-hmm. his granddaughters are on earth protecting it and thor is now trying to find a searching the edges of the cosmos to try to find a way to save the universe yes and who does he find Wolverine, except it's Wolverine with the powers of the Phoenix. <laughs> oh my God! So instead of Old Man Wolverine, it's Old Man and Phoenix, Phoenix. <laughs> which I think is brilliant. And he looks super badass too. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And so Thor's like, "Great, you gotta help me. We gotta save the. the yeah, I've created a new Earth." And Wolverine's like, "Yeah, I heard you did." And boom, attacks him. Yep. And he's like, "You idiot! Everything's supposed to die. You." The, the, and this is where we play off from the earlier scene, mm-hmm. the flashback scene. He goes. You're a god. You think everyone's just gonna go forever. Well, it's not. Things, just, people mm-hmm. are supposed to die. Worlds are supposed to die. Universe is supposed to die. Mm-hmm. It's just the natural order of things. Good writing. Yeah. And uh, Thor's like, no, uh-uh, I'm not going out like that. And so King Thor and get it on. It's really good fight scene. Yeah. And then we cut to 
elsewhere at the end of time. Mm-hmm. We see Ego. This is now Ego, the Necro world. He's been possessed by, he's assumed the all black, yeah, which is this unstoppable evil power. And he's, we saw him in the previous year, he ate Galactus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's basically destroying the universe. Yeah. Okay. He, and he ate the Celestials. He and ate all the all Celestials. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's eating all the cosmic characters. He's, mm-hmm. He is the reason why the universe is dying. Yeah. And suddenly he comes across a glow worm. <laughs> the glow worm's like, I challenge you to a round of combat, a battle to the death. This is a tiny <laughs> little glow worm. And he's like, my worm. And he unleashes the all black on him. And the worm's like, ooh, earthquakes and volcanoes, very devastating indeed. Just not to me. <laughs> you may be the butcher of Galactus, but apparently not the butcher of worms. <laughs> 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 and you know, Ego's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And he starts unleashing more power, and then we cut away. Yeah. We cut back to old man uh, Phoenix battling King Thor, and mm-hmm. it's a badass fight. Yeah. And um, they're going at it, and Thor's like, all right, you're not going to stop. And he summons Mijinor, and it comes flying through the air and punches a massive hole through old man Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop him. No. He's like, oh, no, come on, man. I don't roll that way. And so <laughs> he gets the upper hand on King Thor, and you see him striking a blow to kill um, King Thor. But we fade back. We don't know if he's actually dead or not. Mm-hmm. We cut to New Earth, or New Midgard, yeah. as it's called. And we see Thor's granddaughters there. And suddenly, the monsters show up. And mm-hmm. so what, what uh, Old Man Phoenix said is that by creating Earth, you've now attracted new evil. The, the evils that are killing the universe are going to go right to Earth. Yep. To destroy it. So good job, moron. You're just going to kill it again. <laughs> yep. It's supposed to stay dead. You're just going to attract those evils back. Mm-hmm. And so sure enough, we have monsters. We have uh, Fin, Fin Fang Foon. Mm-hmm. We have Goom. We have Gorgilla. And we have Monstrum. Recognize mm-hmm. these characters, Steven? Um, Fing Fang Foom, yes. Um, the others, I re- recognize them visually. I didn't recognize yeah. them by name. Goom. Mm-hmm. Great Jack Kirby character. Yeah. From Tales of Suspense, <laughs> number 15, back in 61. Yeah. See, back in the day, before they created the superhero comics, Lee and Kirby were doing monster comics. Yeah. That was their big thing in Tales yeah. of Suspense. Tales of Suspense and Journey into Mystery. They were just monster titles. That's all mm-hmm. that was. And, you know, talking 60, 61, uh, superhero titles had fallen on hard times. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Godzilla was a big thing. <laughs> right. And uh, Gorgilla is from Tales to Astonish, number 12. That's from 1960. Mm-hmm. Monstrum is from uh, uh, Tales to Astonish number 11, also 1960. So it's cool to see these old-school Jack Kirby monsters. I have these original, the big hardcovers for Tales to Astonish and the yeah. Mystery and all that stuff from the early <laughs> 60s. It's cool. Kirby, people may not know because they may be associated more with superheroes, he did amazing work on war, romance, and monster titles mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s. That's right. Really good stuff. Yeah. If you like the genres, obviously. Yeah. But still, really good stuff. Um, I have all that stuff. It's great reading. And his monster <laughs> his monster titles from the late 50s, early 60s, it's it's cool. It's cool stuff. So it's it really yeah. cool to see these these early 60s Kirby monsters mm-hmm. making an appearance <laughs> in this issue. I was like, that, that's, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I, I see these little things like this that I just, that gets me excited. <laughs> I like that, you know? Yeah. And so the... Thor's granddaughter's like, we're going to kick your butts. You're, you're, we're not afraid of you. And Fin Fang Foom is like, oh, I'm not the master here. He is. And mm-hmm. suddenly, guess who appears, Stephen? Doctor Doom. But it's yep. not just any Doctor Doom. Doom now has the power of, 
Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Starbrand. Yep. Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider. <laughs> wow. All combined in Doctor Doom. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot to handle. That's what the issue ends. <laughs> right. Front five, what do you think? Um, well, um, the first thing I want to note is that um, I've liked the 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 Marvel Fresh Start Thor. Yes. I've enjoyed it. Oh, it's been great. Um, the only thing that really made me uh, not like love, love it mm-hmm. is... Um, and I hate saying this because he's a good artist. Uh, Del Mundo's art. Oh yeah, yeah. has mm-hmm. been a little much. I agree. That's a fair point. I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, there's some stuff that looks really cool, but then there's like just a whole bunch of lines on the page, pretty much. I agree. And I'm like, okay. So I want to say the art is not like that. Who was the artist? Uh, this is a guest artist. Yes. And his name is Christian Ward. Well, Christian Ward is a really good artist because yes, I love the way that this issue looks. Yeah, um, Christian Ward needs to get more work. Yes, uh, pronto. This guy's good. Yeah, um, I you know the the King Thor and Old Man Phoenix fight is great. Old Man Phoenix looks great. Yep. Um, and he you know because it's funny you brought up the the thing about the human brain only being able to last a certain time because Old Man Phoenix looks kind of like. It looks. I mean, it's obviously Wolverine, but he kind of looks dead he too. Does. Yeah, and it's which is so cool. Oh, it looks um, awesome. And so that looks great. The um, the monsters look great. Oh yeah. And just seeing that, he thought looks great. Yeah, that's right. And that um, that weird Doctor Doom oh, having everything. Yeah. I'm just like, cause it I so cool. Cause I saw them like, cause I I saw it before I read it. So yeah. I'm like. Who the hell is that? And then I saw, I was like, oh, right. oh no, right. <laughs> right? And oh. um, but as far as just the writing goes, like I, I really liked it. I think just Thor, maybe on his own, where he has more time to develop and show more of a personality. Yes. Like I think Aaron really does a great job he with does. that. That's the kicker. That's what yeah. drives me crazy about Avengers, Stephen. Yeah. That's what. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe he just needs more of the time to show more, right? Of the of the personality, I'm not sure, but um, the uh, and I also like the little uh, the little callback to um the Spider-Man and Wolverine yes. title that he did, yes, which, which was, was great, also great. Oh God, I love Spider-Man <laughs> Wolverine. Such a good story. Um, but yeah, and 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 it's I I like seeing that. Because I remember when he first started um, doing Thor, and they had like the three Thors: the young Thor, yep. modern mm-hmm. day Thor, King Thor. Mm-hmm. I love that they still have that they're still clearly different characters. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, it's and, cool. Um, so I really liked King Thor a lot. I yes. mean, and he he made some questionable decisions, like mm-hmm. bringing back Earth when the universe is dying. Like right. we know that's eventually that's going to happen right. to our universe at right. some point. But um, you know, I just it, it's so it feels epic. Yes. Yes. Grand, epic, cosmic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything yeah. Avengers should be. Yes. Isn't. Totally agree. Totally agree. But, you know, it's it, I I just really liked it. Like It's it's hard for me to find anything that I didn't like about it because I, I think I liked everything. I, I really liked everything that was in it. I absolutely. Yeah. Steven, I, 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 I love Jason Aaron's Thor. I yeah. love it. The fresh start for Thor has been. Truly a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It has been so (laughs) 
good. Mm. I love, love, love this title. It Aaron is killing it. And this is this is what frustrates me about Aaron. Yeah. He's capable of creating such good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when he throws out those weird clunkers, you're just like, what yeah. happened? This is so good, Stephen. The character work is excellent. Mm-hmm. King Thor, old man, uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Awesome, compelling characters. Mm-hmm. The way he writes young Thor and young Wolverine, young, quote unquote, young Wolverine, <laughs> is also phenomenal. Yeah. The way he plays with the, the, the way he plays with the theme of the human mind and time versus the God's mind and time without telling you yeah is so good it's mm-hmm. so good this writing has depth depth and complexity to it but at the same time has the primary objective of providing insane action and entertainment yes it does but you can have both mm-hmm. you can have both you can have a straight up superhero story whose main objective is to entertain and provide action and adventure yet still have plenty of complexity and depth to the story mm-hmm. and this is what Aaron gives you on this title there's so much for the reader to really get into yeah you know it's so it's such a compelling read and you are so engrossed in it from cover to cover yep. you are completely engrossed in this story mm-hmm. and King Thor is just fantastic I love his character Old Man Phoenix was such a cool thing to yeah. see mm-hmm. what a cool take on the character <laughs> and it made sense it worked it was great the mm-hmm. action is off the charts balls to the wall awesome action yeah. I mean it's just the fight scene between King Thor and Old Man Phoenix is just kick ass awesome mm-hmm. good fight scene and then the doom at the end with the powers of Doctor Strange Starbrand Iron Fist and Ghost Rider this is the kind of crazy imagination that Aaron can bring <laughs> to a title you know what yeah. I mean mm-hmm. where Aaron just lets his imagination loose and just go nuts no boundaries at all I like this kind of wild imagination that you'd love to see in a superhero story yep all bets are off. Anything can happen. This is what makes superhero <laughs> comics so much fun. Yeah, exactly. So much fun. It, it, that's what. It's so much fun. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, just, I, just I, I, I can't praise this enough. Yeah. I can't praise it enough. I agree. And the art's gorgeous. The art is gorgeous. I mm-hmm. mean, God, the fight scenes between King Thor and Old Man Phoenix are just. Yeah. They just leap off the page at you. I mm-hmm. mean, they're they're. Steven, it's sumptuous looking. Yeah. It is. It's just lavish and beautiful looking. Mm. It really is. Just, <laughs> wow. So, so much intensity. Yeah. Um, and um, I also recognize that we're that we're missing the part with um, Ego. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought that was... That's a really cool idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. I, I, I have this feeling that the worm is actually Loki. Me too. Survived. Me too. I and agree. and I thought that that was. I mean, first of all, the 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 thing with ego, that stuff was always really cool. Yes. Like he finally consumed Galactus, like the irony. They even mentioned that, you know, yep. the irony of it. Yep. But um, <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny. That was good humor. He's just like, oh, he's a little worm. Like, oh, yes. it didn't kill me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Which is good humor. It's it right. breaks up kind of the very serious. Absolutely, it does tone, but it's also it also it's also kind of intriguing because you don't yes. know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Agreed, but, agreed. Yeah, so it's everything. Yeah, how would you grade out Thor five? Um, I'm going to give Thor five. Man, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it straight nines. Well, hey, actually, Steven, you've mm, taken my score. Yeah, I was gonna say it because like <laughs> art with ten. I think I've only given like the art a ten one time, and that was the 
JLA Doom yes. Patrol, which yeah. was oh stellar. Yeah, but um, this is really close. Yep, it's, mm, it's so good. I don't, I don't, I don't, man. Yeah, it's straight nines, straight nines. Amen, brother. I'm I'm locked up with you. The art's beautiful. Yeah. The story's fantastic. It's nine girls at nine night girls out of ten for the story. Nine night girls out of ten for the art. Buy Thor. Buy it. Yeah. All right, my friend. Last up, Return of Wolverine number one. Yes. Brought to us by my boy, mm-hmm. my boy Charles Soul. He's you. only your boy because he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. Uh, <laughs> Give him the inside track. <laughs> um, pencils by Steve McNiven, who I also love. Yes. Inks by Jay Leasting, who I also mm-hmm. love. And colors by Laura Martin, who yeah. I also love. Surprise, so. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much tailor-made for me. Yeah, <laughs> I would say um, so. <laughs> we see um, we see Wolverine coming to waking up, and he is in the um, the lab of that uh, Sotiera. Yeah, it looks like it's been destroyed. It's in shambles. There's a one of the scientists there, and he's all beaten up, and he's like, uh, "Well, they killed you. How are you still alive?" And Wolverine's like. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who right. he is. He has no memories. Mm-hmm. And the scientist is like, "Oh my gosh! If you're if you're really you, you have to understand. You got to go after Sotier. You got you got to stop him. Um, you know, you got to end. You got to find Persephone. You have to end her too. They're all insane. They're crazy. They 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 want to do to you what they they want to do to the Earth what they did to you. And you know, she's like, if if you don't stop her, the world's gonna fall. And uh, you know, Wolverine's like, I, I, I'm just one man. I can't save the planet. I don't know. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and um, the the scientist is like, "Look, I don't have time to explain. Just go after Sotiera, take him down. You can still catch up with their team. Go get him, and then get Persephone, and get it done. And before you do that, he puts Wolverine's hand up to his head and goes, "Please, this is the only way. I, uh, if they find out, you know, that they'll never rest. They'll always make me work for them. Just end it now. Mm-hmm. And before we can do anything, someone throws a grenade over, blows up everything. Scientist is dead. Wolverine's like, what the heck?" A big giant saber tooth tiger gets loose because they're doing tests on animals and stuff there. Yeah. So Sodier is. And he's like, get off me, Kitty. And then suddenly, boom, he gets a flashback of Kitty Pride mm-hmm. saying, I love you. Yeah. And he's all like, whoop, whoop, whoop. You know? And he <laughs> Mastodon breaks in and kills the saber tooth tiger. And, and Wolverine looks at a puddle of blood and sees, like, a reflection of Wolverine. Yeah. In his classic costume looking back at him saying, uh, move it, Sotiera, you know, just tried to kill you again. Now they're going to murder you on the planet gotta get going you may not remember but you know you, you know enough mm-hmm. be a hero and he's all like i don't know what's going on and the voice is in his head his own mind mm-hmm. in his head telling him you know listen maybe you need more more motivation than just being a hero and he walks by another something whatever piece of water and he sees a reflection of weapon x mm-hmm. and the voice yeah. is like, what about revenge will that motivate you or maybe they stole everything like they stole your lifetimes and he walks back another by another reflection water and it's patch mm-hmm. looking at him so uh, he's like, whatever motivation you need, keep moving. So the voice in his head, he's trying to piece together these memories, and Wolverine's like, I don't know what's going on. He hops on a motorcycle, chases after the Sotiera guys. Um, the Sotiera guys go to a camp. In the camp, they um, start shooting people, lighting mm-hmm. parts of it on fire. Wolverine goes, uh-uh. Then he races down, starts taking out the soldiers. Pretty good action. Yeah. Uh, pretty good Wolverine action. Oh, yeah. And uh, we find out that one of the Sotiera guys is Omega Red. Yep, mm-hmm. the sniper, uh-huh. is... and Wolverine gets taken out, loses unconsciousness, or loses unconsciousness. He passes out, and then while he's passed out, he has a memory. He's like dreaming. Mm-hmm. He's with Persephone. He's being taken through a prison, 
and in the prison are various versions of Wolverine. You right. See, like, patch Wolverine. You see the Berserker Wolverine. You see traditional Wolverine. You see Weapon X. You see mm-hmm. uh, the original Wolverine, the original costume from the Incredible Hulk. You yeah. See <laughs> all these villains like Deathstroke, Lady Deathstrike, and uh, 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 Sabretooth. You see all the various X-Men, his friends and family. Yeah, Cyclops. And, so it's, it's this yeah. whole where all of his memories have been locked away mm-hmm. by Persephone. And uh, and she's basically like, you know, I'm Persephone. I brought you back to life. Um, you know. And then he wakes up and he sees uh, this woman left behind at the base. The base has been destroyed. She's the only person left. And uh, he's like, all healed up except for one little wound. Mm-hmm. Won't heal. There's your teaser for later. Why won't, that, why won't that wound heal? Yeah. And the woman, like, you know, takes him back to the med lab fixes him up and she's like listen you're wolverine he's like i don't know who wolverine is she's like listen you're wolverine you kill people i want you to find these sodiera find these people and you kill them all Mm -hmm. you kill them all they took my son they took my friends you find them you kill them it's what you do oh and he's going on and on and on and he's has no clue what's going on still he still doesn't know who he is and uh she's like look i even saw you as wolverine once you Mm -hmm. saved my life you from this madman you killed him whatever whatever and you see him putting on his new costume. It's an all black and red costume. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, because I kill people, you say I'm a hero? And she goes, no, because you save people. And then you see him in his, that prison, yeah. that mind prison. You see him unlocking one of the cells and it's Wolverine, Wolverine. Yeah. Traditional superhero Wolverine mm-hmm. steps out. <clears throat> and uh, I like how he's like, Wolverine, traditional Wolverine memory goes, decide to let me out first, huh? Mm-hmm. And Logan's like, guess, guess so. Word is, I'm a superhero, and the Wolverine memory goes, hell yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line, isn't it? Hell yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> and then um, we end it with him popping his claws, going, "All right, let's go do the job." Yeah. End of the issue. Stephen, return of Wolverine number one. What do you think? Um, I mean, with everything Charles Soule does, I thought it was really good. Um. A very uh, definitely different than what I was expecting. Much different. Yeah. Um, and and there's lots of intriguing teases as yes. to what's coming up. The fact that Omega Red was there, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost I almost missed that. I was like, is that just some Omega Red? And then I saw the symbol yep. on his head. I was like, oh, that's actually Omega Red. What do you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, the the stuff with his memories. I think it's interesting <sighs> yeah. that. In his mind, Persephone gave him the key yes. to unlock the door. I'm like, yes. So what's, so what's the what's the game here? Right. Like, why would she do that? Why wouldn't she just right. want him under her control? And I ha- I'm wondering if that voice is her and not his. Right. Which is interesting. Interesting. Very. It's interesting. like, wow. Okay. Um. I also, I mean, they had a lot of great action. The, oh, yeah. The art, of course, is oh. so good. Yeah, oh. absolutely. And um, I'm just, you know, every Charles Soule is so good. Oh, he is fantastic. He's amazing. And even, you know, even if we're doing something like Wolverine coming back, like, yeah, we all knew we all knew he's come, he oh, came back. He's been around for a couple died. of months, yeah. <laughs> and... It's just been really fascinating because it's not playing out like I thought mm, it would. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 
and I'm just like, you know, okay, so now I'm really excited. Yes. Okay, so what what's next? Like, what's what are we gonna get into next? And um, I like the stuff with the with the woman, the mm-hmm. survivor, because mm-hmm. um, she she inspires him in a different way. It's like mm-hmm. you kill people. That's what you do. You don't usually say that to a superhero. I do, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. <laughs> I found that to be really fascinating. Though. Yeah, it was so wild. And um, you had this stuff like, well, you, you the yellow and the blue. That's you. Um, and I the the stories that that she had of him. I think mm-hmm. she had three, but there was yeah. the one personal experience. Yes. And um, which you know goes to he's everywhere. We've seen yes. him do this stuff before, and you know it's it was just really. Is really interesting, and I was, I mean, it's Charles. I was expecting that, but not in this way. Me too. You know? Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. I didn't know it was. I thought it was going to be a continuation of the dead ends, where it's the heroes looking for him. But no, right. this is all about him. Yes, coming to terms with who he is. Right. And this could be a great opportunity to clean up some of the stuff with the character. Yes, indeed, agreed. Um, but. Like maybe get rid of uh, James Hallett altogether. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah, that wasn't um, that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Fake memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who needs it, right? <laughs> no, I agree with you, Charles Soul. I I knew it would be good because Soul was doing it, but yeah. it's still an editorially mandated story. Sure. And yeah. a good writer can only do so much with an editorially mandated story. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? True. It's just how it is. And yeah. the fact that Soul delivered something that. I'm with you, Stephen. I was not expecting this at mm-hmm. all, at all. Yeah, not at all. The whole this entire story revolves around the concept of Wolverine's multiple lives mm-hmm. and them essentially being distinct and separate lives. Yeah, and furthering that concept with this amazingly interesting mind prison mm-hmm. where each aspect of logan's mind is locked in a separate cell yeah this soul takes the basic concept of wolverine from the very beginning which is one of schizophrenia mm-hmm. and amnesia yeah that is the basis for his character that's why i never liked origins when you got to find out real name and real family yeah that, that, you're missing the point of the character mm-hmm. you're entirely missing the point of the character yeah the character is based on schizophrenia Mm-hmm. And amnesia. Yeah. Soul recognizes that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Soul builds the story of. He builds it all around mm-hmm. Logan's schizophrenia mm-hmm. and his amnesia. And, yep. it's, and this concept of this mind prison mm-hmm. that Persephone has constructed, that she mysteriously gives him a key to, mm-hmm. is brilliant. Yep. It is compelling. Mm-hmm. It is far more intelligent. And engrossing that I was ever expecting to get. Yeah. And it adds a different layer to Persephone's character mm-hmm. as well. So now the reader doesn't know what is up, what is down, what is right, what is wrong. Yep. And that's exactly how you tell a proper <laughs> Logan story because he himself, as a victim of amnesia and schizophrenia, shouldn't know what is right, what is wrong, what is up, and what is down either. Yeah. No. Right? That's right. He has been the villain as much as he's been the good guy before. Yeah, he's done plenty of both questionable things. Yeah, right. I, I, and he's been used for evil mm-hmm. as much as no, he has more, been used for plenty good, of times. Yeah, right. It's br- it all soul plays off that theme, that mm-hmm. core theme of Logan's character 
brilliantly. And that's yeah. what Soul takes this character that has so much ridiculous, convoluted continu- cont- continuity to him mm-hmm. that has just become a bit of a mess, let's yeah. be honest. And he goes, no, 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 let's pare it down. What is the essentials to the character? Yeah. And he puts his finger right on the essentials of the character, mm-hmm. the core themes of Logan's character. He nails it. Mm-hmm. And he constructs this brilliantly intricate, complex, and fascinating story. Mm-hmm. It is so much brainier than I was expecting. Yeah. Oh, Seriously, yeah. this is so much more intelligent than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. This is a smart story. This is going to be a smart story. Yeah. There was a lot here. This is going to be just as much of a intellectual, spiritual story as it is going to be badass action. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to get both. Yeah. You're going to get both. <laughs> I adored it. I think Soul gets Logan's character perfectly. Yeah. And if there is a writer who can who can repackage Logan, maybe clean up some of the continuity things and give him a fresh start, <laughs> Soul is the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I am so, – Stephen, I was not – expecting much from this title mm-hmm. i am so excited now yeah i am so excited for this and something else just came to me um normally in a story like this like where you know the <laughs> character having all these different lives and stuff like you would expect that the superhero bit would be the last one that they unlock yes but this was the first one yes so that makes me very interested oh. and, a little, and a little nervous yes it's like, oh, okay, what where are we going to go from here? Yeah, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what do you think of uh, McNiven's artwork? Um, it, it's, it's Steve McNiven. I don't think he's ever drawn anything. Right. Uh, never, I've never seen anything. Right. Uh, you know that really bad Steve McNiven drawn book? Oh, no, it's because it doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's he's great. And the um, and the, the colorists with this are, are perfect as well. It's because mm-hmm. it's... You know, it has kind of like a um, a somewhat darker kind of atmosphere to yes. it, but you know, but the yellow and the blue really pop out. Yes, and the scenes where he's like being a hero and the flashbacks are bright and mm-hmm. colorful, mm-hmm. and it's it's just re- it's it's all perfect. It fits yeah. the story perfectly. It's oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. I love McNiven's art as well. And mm-hmm. I just love how he draws. He's drawing, he draws Logan old school style. Yeah. This is old school style. Cause for a while he got a little bit more Elvisy and a little <laughs> bit in the hair, a little bit more flying up high. And just, this looks like old school Wolverine. Yeah. It looks, fantastic. it really does. Fantastic. He looks so good. The art is a perfect match to the story yeah and it those, really is and like i know we usually bring up facial expression but those facial expressions oh. are great mcniven kills it steven with the facial expressions mm-hmm. he kills it yeah like few artists can it's it's almost uncanny how lifelike how intense and emotional these facial expressions yeah. are it's mm-hmm. like he's a real breathing and living characters it's but that is so hard to do yeah so hard to do and it's one of those where even they don't say it, but you know who they are. Yes. Like the the scene with Sabretooth going, I hate you. It's like, it's, yes. yeah, that's, that's definitely him. He has definitely a flashback him. to memories. Mm-hmm. Who they, it's just, it, it's amazing. The artwork is up to the task. It is intense. It is emotional. And it breathes life like few artists can do a story. Mm-hmm. It's incredible looking. Yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. you're engrossed. Yeah. Both by the story 
and by the art. Mm-hmm. I can't, Stephen. I cannot. I was ready to make fun of this title being an editorially mandated title. Yeah, <laughs> and being just a blatant <laughs> cash grab. I was ready to just mock this title. Yeah, and I can't. Charles Soule. Damn, that guy. What can he not do? Yeah, it's I'm amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, he can't get an Avengers title. <laughs> I, Jesus, I know it's a. Ama- I can't believe it. And 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 you and you give you give uh, you give Soul an art team like McNiven and mm-hmm. uh, Leestein. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's just that's just an embarrassment of riches. And, it really and, is. And yeah. I know people don't look at colors. We don't really talk about colors a lot either. But I got to tell sure. you, Laura Martin is possibly. I would say she's my favorite color artist there is in the industry yeah. right now. I, I think she is on a different level than she, a lot of colors. Yeah. She's amazing. Mm, we don't she, really talk about colors a lot, but we should take a minute to talk about colors some because she yeah. she is she she is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She yeah, it's one of those when you see her name, it's like oh yes, it gets you excited, and usually yep. it's just like oh, okay, whatever. But yeah, she's one of those names. Yep. Um, which. Powerhouse creative team. Yeah. And you know what? And they and they deliver. Yeah. That's why they're the powerhouses. Yep. Um, Return of Wolverine number one, Steven. What do you think? You're shaking your head. You can't believe it. Made, I, made, you know, people don't understand. Steve and I were talking off podcast <laughs> a while ago. This is back when the uh, Hunt for Wolverine miniseries were coming out, right? Yeah. And we were talking about Return of Wolverine that would be coming out in a couple of months. And you were just all... And I was there with you, too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's not just you. I mean, I was mm-hmm. right there with you. We were both just like, yeah, this is going to be crap. Just crap. And here we are, Steven. Great for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time, I didn't know Charles Soule was going to be writing. I thought Fair he was point. just writing the uh, the miniseries Fair or point. whatnot. But, um, man, this is tough because, um, you know what? I'm going to do it. Uh-oh. I'm going to do it. I think you're going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think you are. I think I'm giving it straight tens. Damn it, Steven. I'm giving it straight tens. Yes, I'm giving it straight tens. I don't give. I I people who <laughs> the comic revolution has been around since 2006, Steven. It's 12 yeah. years now. I think you can count on maybe one hand mm-hmm. how many times I've doled out a 10 out of 10 for story and art. Yeah, I think <sighs> maybe on one hand you can count that. But mm. damn, if this title doesn't deserve yeah. that very rare ten out of ten for the story and the art, what what, what else would I mean, you do it's, different? It's so good. I'm sorry. There's nothing. N- yeah, absolutely nothing. It's and it's and it's next level good. Like, and, I, and I know really there. I know this comic comes with a high cover price. Yeah, Lord, do I know it comes with a high cover price? Mm-hmm. I get that, and I and look, I it's um, it's ooh, it's always tough for me to justify some of these cover price sure but i will tell you i'm not saying it's that that cover price is fair i'm not saying that <laughs> it's not <laughs> but i'm saying you won't feel ripped off no you will not feel ripped off Mm-mm. i can tell you that right now no. i know it's a lot to swallow to buy a single comic but you will not you will not feel ripped off no definitely not um and we would not lead you astray because that's Oh, we're not shy about telling people when not to buy something. No, <laughs> that's, that's never a problem. Absolutely ours. not. Um, <laughs> but but this this is this is worth the price. This is definitely worth the price. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the price, but I don't know for what don't it is. I don't. You know what? It. I'd still get it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I agree, yeah. my friend. I agree. Wow. Well, hey, that's a pretty good collection of Marvel comics. And again, you yeah. know, we have we have our nitpicks here and there. But sure. I, I got to tell you, Stephen, overall, overall, uh, I, I, Marvel is trending in the right direction. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling more hopeful than I have in years about Marvel. Yeah. I think we're I trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a few, just a few little things they got to do. Yeah, just it's 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 within their reach. Yeah, it's I agree. Their reach. Um, I'm, I mean, they clearly they clearly have more talent there than I than than we thought. Yes, you know, so just utilize them better. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, put them together, mm-hmm. like you know, have some people work together. I think that could really tighten up a lot of things because that's what DC does. I mean, yes. Um, well, I, mean, I think DC's editorial staff is is yeah. operating on a. Um, on a different level than Marvel's sure. staff. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, you know, when you have an editor in chief who's very, not editor in chief, um, well, he's got his own problems. Yes. But uh, the, uh, you know, Brevert, Brevert, yes. who yes. is very much just give me the paycheck, whatever. Right. Then, you know, sometimes things get a little, well, I think a little messy. The, <laughs> I, I think that DC has humbled themselves and it's paying off. Yeah. To borrow a theme from Tinian's Justice League. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes some humility is good for you, and I yes. think Marvel needs a little bit more of that. I agree. From the editorial staff. Definitely. I think so. I think the writers deserve the writers to pat themselves on the back. <laughs> Agreed. Totally agree with you on that. All right, my friend. Well, hey, things are looking up. Things are looking up. That's right. Uh, all right, my friend. Good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully next week we'll offer us just as many wonderful titles to read. I hope so. Yeah. I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. All right. All right, my friend. Until next time, viva la revolucion.